Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is February 5th, 2020. We are a band of homosexuals and dissident Democrats, and this is Queer All Year. Hey, y'all, it's Kat Jones, your host. Like I said in the intro, today is February 5th, 2020, and I am here, as always, with my bro and sound producer, Mick G. He stole my purse! I don't know you! That's a deep... No one's gonna get that one. Anyway, um, speaking of stealing purses, that's not a transition at all. Um, go to... You can go... Like our Facebook page, Queer All Year, and we definitely won't steal your purses there. Um, and another place we won't steal your purses is uh, on our Facebook group, the Queer All Year Fam, where you can go out and be part of the fam. Um, we are Queer All Year Pod on everything, especially Twitter and Instagram, and we recently went a little bit crazy on Twitter and Instagram about the Chiefs, but um, suck it. And... Um, if you would like to help contribute to the podcast and be one of our most favorite people in the world and just we owe our lives to you, um, you can go out and make a donation on patreon.com slash queerallyearpod. Uh, at the $1 level, there is a $1 level, you can get the bloopers. But at the $5 level, you'll get bonus episodes. We might have ringtones out there, just all sorts of fun stuff. So, you know, $5 tier interviews, fun stuff. Um, if you would like to help us in a non-monetary way and an awesome way that still helps us out, please go out and subscribe and rate wherever you get your podcast. It, um, Apple Podcasts helps us the most, I think. And from what I hear, only five-star reviews count for... Th- the algorithm to see that you like us like it just like it ignores everything else probably except for one star reviews and it's probably like whoa so five star reviews if you think we're worth it uh if you don't think we're worth it um definitely let us know like because uh like i said the other day someone gave us a three star review and or three star rating and did not leave a review and now i like i'm still having anxiety over that y'all like if you're out there, please, please tell me why we have three stars, because I want to make it better. Um, yeah, so, subscribe, rate. Um, today, we are going to talk about some stuff that stinks that kind of tied into yesterday, and then we're going to talk about some stuff that kind of stinks that I am going to have so much fun riffing on. I hope you guys enjoy it. So, uh, yesterday we talked about Toronto, no, Montreal bathhouse raids for the uh olympics and today we are talking about toronto bathhouse raids for i'm not sure why um and so this is in canada obviously in uh 1981 the rcmp raided four gay bathhouses in toronto and uh in case i have to say that again the rcmp is the royal canadian mounted police let me know if I'm wrong, but from everything I've seen, that is just what your police are called. Um, sorry, our resident Canadian will probably tell me that I'm wrong. Um, so at least 300 patrons were arrested, and this raid outed many closeted men who thought they had found a safe space in these welcoming places. And 
boy, I mean, in the, I don't know, in the 80s being outed, I guess it wasn't as bad as like the 50s, but like being outed at any time, even today, is is just the most insulting, horrible, horrifying thing. It makes me so angry. Ugh, okay. Um, so according to Peter uh, Bochov, I think it's pronounced, I looked it up and I... I'm, I'm doing it wrong, I'm sure. Owner of the Richmond Street Health Emporium, which is one of the rated clubs, said, quote, I bought this story that we live in a free country, hook, line, and sinker, until February 5th, 1981, at five minutes till 11. Then I knew it wasn't true. And so that night, demonstrators, um, or really, like, a mob, uh, marched on 52 Division and Queens Park. Don't know what that really is. Uh, throwing Molotov cocktails and smashing cars into bits. And the police reportedly decided instead of like to, you know, like serve and protect and maintain the peace, um, they decided to take off their uniforms and badges and cower and hide from the mob. So, oh, Canada. Anyway, um, if that's true or not true, if someone knows out there, like I would love to know because everything I saw out there was like reportedly they and so um if you were there um what year was that yeah you could have been there um so if you were there or you know just behind the scenes stuff let me know if that's true because um based on a an australian story i know from like decades ago maybe hundreds of years i don't know uh that is not the first time it would have happened so um anyway moving on to uh, not Canada, pretty far from, well, no, very close to Canada, but I think ideologically kind of far. Um, we're going to talk about a governor of Arizona, which I guess is from, from Canada. What am I talking about? Um, Evan Meckham. I thought it was Meacham, but it's like Meckham. I looked it up. I could be wrong. Anyway, he... Um, was born to a Mormon family, the youngest of five boys. Um, he graduated, like, really high. He went into the U.S. Army and, like, fought in, like, like fighter jets in World War II. Like, so he sounds awesome. Like, whatever. He was shot down on March 7th, 1945, and was a prisoner of war for 22 days. Like, so this dude should be, like, whoa, awesome. He has a purple heart. Uh, he had, uh, seven kids, which is too many. Um, but then he got hired and people, or he got elected and people were like, whoa, oh, oh no. Um, so like one of the first, uh, red flags was, um, when his secretary overheard him saying that he obtained his office by divine right and was thus not overly concerned about the feelings of others, which is so British. It's so divine right of kings. Like you, You're a governor. If there was a divine right going on, like you'd be the president or you would have like created a world where you just run the world like Trump is going to do. Um, so, um... I just felt like writing down a whole bunch of offensive stuff he said, because it was back in, what, the 70s something? And, nope, 98. Good God, this guy was awful. Um, so anyway, his quotes are, oh, they're great. Anyway, so, um, 
he decided to repeal Martin Luther King Jr. Day. People were super angry, uh, and he said, King doesn't deserve a holiday. You folks don't need another holiday. What you folks need are jobs. And he is apparently a mixture of, like, old-timey radio voice and New York and, like, hillbilly, kind of. Um, we'll work on that. Um, what you folks need are jobs. It has something to do with Martin Luther King Day. Meacham claimed that the recall supporters, so the people who were calling for him to be recalled because he was like a more like just a horribly moral like issue and just a moron. Um, so he claimed that the supporters were a band of homosexuals and dissident Democrats, which is my new tattoo. Um, when asked about hiring blacks, Meacham once said that race was not an issue issue. He said he would hire blacks as long as they could do the cotton-picking job. He said that. He said that. He said that. Um, and then he angered the gays. This is what, this is where we come in, by saying he wanted a list of homosexuals who work in state government. And he did this because he was hoping to fire all of them, and I think he got impeached before he could. I don't know if he had started on it. I can't find really anything else, but he's still a... Mm. Um, so, this, besides the uproar caused by the MLK Day uh, cancellation, he uh, made a lot of fun um, racist things, like um, he described black children as pickaninny, saying that it was an affectionate term that they used down south, and it was okay because black people also used it to refer to their kids. Um, and in the same breath, he claimed that high divorce rates were caused by working women. And then uh, said that a group of visiting Japanese businessmen got, quote, round eyes after being told of the number of golf courses in Arizona. And then at some point, he was making a pres presentation to a Jewish audience and claimed that America was a Christian nation and that Jesus is the ruler of all or something. Um, and uh, so to defend his mm, crazy racist remarks, he, sa he said, I've got black friends. I employ black people. I don't employ them because they're black. And that is when he went on to say, I employ them because they are the best people who applied for the cotton-picking job. Which is... Boy, he said that. You know, I think he said that twice. At least. You know he said that like 40 times. He, my, he just... So, anyway. Um, Arizona started to go, Oh my god, what have we done? This person is, is like... I'm looking into the future and seeing a person named Trump and this guy is maybe going to be worse if he becomes president. So then they decided to impeach him. And um, he was impeached. The articles of impeachment were um, brought on February 5th. He was convicted on April 4th of 1988 and kicked out. Woo! Let's hope that is a precedent we can build on. Um, I'm going to stop talking now. Um, <laughs> so... Um, Call to action today. Go out and research certain... Go out and research 
people like this, just random people, you will find the best quotes that make you just want to, like, punch them in the nuts and it'll be like, but then you can't because they're dead and so then you just have to do the get up dance like I do and that's how you get your stuff out. Um, some housekeeping, I guess. McG and I, I think, have decided that we're going to go to the No Hate campaign photo shoot in April, April 4th, is that what I said? In Omaha, Nebraska? I believe so. Yes, and so if you would like to meet us, we are going to be volunteering out there as long as Jeff doesn't have, an, you know, a full roster of volunteers. Um, I'm going to see if they're available earlier so we can get like a, like a real short little interview because they're constantly busy and traveling all the time and stuff. Um, yeah, which so would be great. if you guys are uh, listening to this, then uh, hit us up. Yay, Jeff. You guys are too busy to be listening to us, but like, you know. Um, yeah, so you guys can probably see us there. Uh, is there anywhere else that can see us? Probably not. No one, we're not big enough to do a live show yet. But I did mention the other day that we are going to be doing a crossover podcast with the Getting Off podcast. We are going to talk about um, all this awful legislation that's being introduced. I'm br- I'm bringing the history ed- uh, side of it, you know, so like I'm digging through like, oh, bills and bills and oh, and they're going to discuss like um, how, like especially like the intersex things and um, you know transphobic laws and all that. How they are going to relate to, like especially just how that kind of stuff relates to how far do we let the parents go versus how far do we let the state go versus like what happens with religion versus you know all that kind of thing. And uh, I know we all have opinions about this. They are two very prominent lawyers that I respect like crazy. They will explain it in a way that makes you go, oh, okay. I mean, I I still don't think that's cool, but yeah, okay, I understand it. And um, yeah, like, I mean, they made me feel that way about OJ. So, Um, So I'm really excited for that. We are going to release that next next Wednesday. Uh, Was that the 14th? No, it's not 14th, 12th. So we are going to be recording this week. And then dropping next week, I believe. I have to confirm that with Jessa. But I am like excited out of my mind when I just every time I think about it, I'm like, oh man, wow. What if, what if we get listeners from this? What if they don't like us? What if I do something wrong? Oh, this is what I. This is what keeps me awake. Guys, please leave reviews that are five stars and tell me that I'm doing okay or or something like just make a post in the group like hey guess what you're not the worst person ever okay yeah so those are our two big things that i am aware of right now big things are happening uh and i'm excited that big things are happening because that means that we can bring our message to more people which means more people will learn about lgbt history and how important it is and they'll learn about why you are an important part of LGBT history. You will learn about why legislation goes through as part of LGBT history, which will help you, uh, like, counteract it when it's bad or understand why it's going the way it's going. 
because I don't get it and I'm very looking forward to them explaining it. Um, So, listening to that episode is going to be very important for all of us um, so that you can go out and continue to be an incredibly important person in the world. And we love you.